Greetings, this is Brad Inman. Welcome to my Daily Dispatch. We're all here to figure out this crazy moment in time together. Today, I'm super excited I have with us Brian Boero, co-founder of Thousand Watt, longtime member of the Inman community and a very good friend. Welcome, Brian. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, Brad. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow, my uh, daughter, Liz, in Oakland, California, where you are, Brian, is having Austin Inman um, delivering the baby. So that's probably the most important thing in my life right now. Oh, that's exciting. That's number three, right? Uh, It is for Lizzie. And Cal has one. Wow, that's exciting. Congratulations. Thanks. What's that? That's a bright spot in the middle of this. It is. It's our Corona baby, I guess. Hey, Inman listeners, full disclosure, the Inman and Buero families have been friends for more than 30 years, um, hailing from Oakland, a city we all love. And um, we all love the Boreros and have so many interconnections and uh, it's really beautiful. You know, and in that vein, Brian, I was thinking, you know, in our lives, what are some incidents that happened that were traumatic? And I thought of the 1992 Oakland fire where your grandfather lost his house and we were all um, sitting in Oakland and struggling and trying to figure it out and after effects. I- any lessons from that that apply here? Um, yeah, you know, and I, I think we all think back to hard times in our lives or or things when, or times when things just got interrupted and we had to rethink everything. And I've I've thought about that fire quite a bit, Brad. Um, You know, 3,000 homes got lost, 26 people died. Uh, My grandparents were in their early 70s. They had lived in the same house since 1950. And uh, it burned to the ground along with every other house on their street. And uh, you lived on that street too, Brad, at the time or, or thereafter, right? And, yeah, uh, nearby, Lower Rockridge, and they were yeah, all on Upper Rockridge. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you, um, they had to start from scratch. So they were among the first people to start rebuilding at that age, and they focused on what needed to be done. They didn't mourn the loss of the house more than a day, and they got to it, and they rebuilt, and they lived another 15 years. Yeah, I think I wrote a story at the time your grandfather put a note in his neighbor's mailbox. The only thing standing, as you recall, were some mailboxes and some Weber grills all over the hillside. But I yeah. think he put, a, he put a note in the neighbor's house saying, let's get on with it or something. Let's rebuild. Let's yeah, do that yeah. yeah. You, you do what needs to be done. Yeah, well, I love that Boero spirit. Um, Brian, let's segue now into the real estate uh, lens that we all look through related to all these events. Um, let's start with what you're hearing from your clients and your client base is amazingly diverse. So representative of the different facets of the industry from tech startups to small brokers, medium sized brokers, big broker owners and, and franchises. But let's do one at a time. What, what are you hearing from the tech startups? Are, are they already struggling? Um, Scrambling, pivoting, what are, they, what are they telling you? Well, they're acting. And, um, you know, I don't know if they're struggling yet. I think they realize that it's going to become a lot <clears throat> more difficult um, to navigate the coming months and weeks. But they are acting. And I think that's one of the, um, I think that's part of the culture of, of, of being an entrepreneur and, and running a startup, something I've never done, is speed and decisiveness. 
and we're seeing our clients do that. And um, you know, those that act quick, act decisively, even though they're going to have to do, in many cases, very painful things, are those that are kind of going to come out the other side of this, and there will be another side to this. So I wouldn't say scrambling or struggling or panicking, just acting. That's good. Uh, let me ask you, many of them are focused on leads. That's kind of paralyzed right now, right? Or maybe not. Am I, I guess there's people out there searching for houses and they need help. And any insight on that? Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny. In addition to my, uh, my day job, my wife is an agent. And um, in both my work and in my personal life, um, it, it's evident that the desire to own a home is almost indestructible. So not only are we hearing um, from clients that there's still inquiries, volume, traffic, but just here in the San Francisco Bay Area, as, as, as ill-advised as it may be right now, people are clamoring to see homes and to get into contract and agents are having to tell them no. So, um, it's a positive sign. And I have held that close the last few days and have told our team at Thousand that there is going to be a real estate industry on the other side of this. Maybe it'll be smaller, but it'll still be very big and people will always want homes. And I'm seeing that even at the, in the, in the midst of this. You know, it's interesting, Brian. It just occurred to me. I've been eating uh, comfort food from the Midwest the last two weeks. Uh, yeah. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and macaroni, none of which I should be doing. Uh, <laughs> but it occurs to me that home is kind of in that whole, that whole bailiwick. You know, it's, uh, it is true. You know, the ultimate comfort food is our homes. It is. And, you know, it's funny. I, I, I was on a call with our team or a group of us, um, I think yesterday, and you just look at, we're all in these Zoom meetings now, and everybody's sitting in their home. And I said, look at where we are right now. Look at each other. We're all sitting in our homes, and we're sheltering in our homes, and here we feel safe. That urge and that feeling isn't going away. Um, might be reinforced, right? It might be more powerful. Absolutely right. It, it may be reinforced. So our desire for shelter and real estate and home and ownership, I, I don't, it, it, it's taken a pause, but it's not gonna be diminished. There you go. Let's move to the next group. Uh, you deal with a small, medium-sized broker owners who going into this despite a tough, I mean, a, a, a really good real estate market, many of them were struggling and uh, now this is like whew, blow to the head. What what are they telling you, and how are they doing? Um, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, we all know the trajectory of brokerage is not exactly rosy in terms of profitability to begin with. This is yet one more stressor on top of all of that. We tend to work with companies that are are strong and have good cultures and solid operations. So. You know, they're otherwise, doing... otherwise they couldn't afford you, Brian. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, <I guess>. no. <laughs> <laughs> probably true, Brad. Um, but uh, you know, they're they're retrenching. They're making the cuts they need to make. Um, they're hoarding cash. They're doing what every business person is doing. What you're doing. What I'm doing. And um, 
I know that most of them are going to come out the other end. And in fact, we had a, uh, we wrote about this earlier this week. We had done this big, you know, marketing campaign and branding project for this big brokerage down in Louisiana. And we had everything teed up and then, you know, it all kind of got it uh, just stopped by, by the virus. And uh, the leadership of that company said, you know what, uh, what people need more than ever right now is some sign of hope and sign that um, there's going to be an end to this. And so they released their campaign and their rebrand. And I'll tell you, their agents, um, it was like handing somebody a glass of water in the desert just to see something positive. So uh, we've been encouraging our clients to be present, to speak to your agents, to talk to them about what comes next, because there will be a next, because you will never have their attention like you have it now. And what you say as a broker owner, or for that matter, anybody who runs any type of company, I think um, is going to stick with your people for a long, long time. So be really thoughtful about what you say and do right now. Yeah, it's interesting. We have, you know, we have some pious readers who tell us our posting of, you know, send us a picture of your QB, your quarantine buddy, or send us a picture of your home office. And uh, they said, oh, you got to be more serious. And I go, oh, give me a break. Uh, our community is vibrant, colorful, interesting. They love to participate and they're sitting at home. Yeah. And that stuff is read and consumed and loved. And what I loved is even the big shots posted pictures of their dogs, you know, <laughs> not just the everyday colorful realtor. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you. You got to, you got to put yourself out there without being stupid. Uh, I think yeah. the balance. Well, you know, I mean, speaking about agents, I think this is always true. And I think it's why things like coaching and events are, are a big deal in real estate is because being an agent is oftentimes a lonely and solitary business. Um, you're on your own hustling. You get out of bed in the morning, not knowing if you're going to make any money or not. And right now you're, you're extremely isolated and alone as a real estate agent. So um, those people need support um, in any way that it comes, whether it's um, their leaders uh, talking to them about what comes after, whether it's uh, being amused by funny pictures. Um, I think that's important right now. Yeah, they deserve all the support they can get. We had a story today, it looks like good news. You know, independent contractors could never file for unemployment. And it looks like, um, which I was so happy to hear because some people will just see their income collapse. So we'll see how that all turns out. Let's move to the big brokers, the big broker clients. Is there any difference between them and the small, more agile indie brokers that you deal with? Or is it about the same story picture? It's about the same story. I think that the small brokerage, and this is an advantage of the small brokerage at any time, is, is that they have a, it's easier to exercise leadership across a, com a company that, that's 50 agents rather than 2000. Um, so I think culture is a real strength that the smaller brokerage can play upon right now. People always talk about that and, you know, it's just kind of thrown out there as a platitude, but it, it, it basically means leadership and uh, that's the small broker opportunity. Big brokers, um, you know, they have more fat to cut even now after they've been cutting for a long time. So we see a lot of our big broker clients just going through their expenses with a fine tooth comb. There's still a lot of flab. 
Yeah. It does look like their biggest expense they might be able to dispense with here soon, which is their commercial office space when they figure out how great it is to work from home. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's funny. I remember during the uh, 2008 crash, that became very uh, in vogue with uh, brokers. We're going to you know, reduce our footprint. Uh, we're going to go to these cafe offices, drop in things, and some brokers did it and it never really worked. And here we are again talking about brokers cutting their leases. And uh, I think it's uh, kind of forcing the issue right now. You know, the cutbacks, this is what we hate to see, you know, managers and, you know, the, the cutting of people and personnel. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's contending with this challenge. Compass comes out with the cutbacks and they get kind of raked over the coals, but it didn't take long for Realty today to announce it. I, you know, they put a good spin on it, <laughs> cutting executive pay, but it looks to me like some other people lost their jobs. And we're just going to see more of that, aren't we, Brian? And, and sadly, and I don't want to go too dark here, we're also going to see companies go under. Um, yeah. Unless this turns around quicker than, than we're hearing, and I certainly hope it does. Any yeah. thoughts on that and what that means? Yeah, I think we're going to see companies go under, even if this is a V-shaped recession, as they say. You know, I think this came, and, and I'm not, I don't mean to be pretty bleak either. I, I generally have a positive outlook of, as far as the business dimension of this, um, we'll get through it. But um, yeah, it came at an interesting moment when so much in this business was changing in terms of consumer behavior, um, it, just unthinkable injections of capital, um, stress on the sort of traditional real estate business model. And then you have this external shock hit that at just this moment. And I think we would be naive to think that there won't be um, lots of companies that won't make it through. So I think the change that um, we've seen unfolding for the last year to two years is just going to be accelerated. And, you know, I don't, and, and again, not to be too dark, I don't think that's an entirely bad thing. Um, you know, I, uh, natural selection and Darwinism is how we progress as a species. It's, 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 it's how we progress in business too. Um, those companies that were are not going to be able to make it through this will make room for those that are, and that's how we move forward. Um, you know, that's 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 a, a pretty stark way to put it, but I, I think it's going to happen, and it's not 100% bad. It also seems like um, we're going to find that some of the traditions, who knows, may come back. Mm -hmm. um, my wife, Yaz put her sheets out in the clothesline the other day. And it's in a, a building where we have an apartment with yeah. the condo association. And she decided going down to the community washing machine and dryer wouldn't be a good thing, you know, mm -hmm. that the virus could be. But some stuck up arrogant neighbor reminded us that there's a rule against putting out your sheets. <laughs> And you, you can only imagine the nasty email I wrote back about, hey, we're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> but yeah. I, guess, I guess my point is, Yas putting her sheets out, you know, the really connected broker owner, which is an, an agent who's in the community. I, I, I think those things, and you, you've been a traditionalist in a lot of these things, even though you're very progressive, but it probably reinforced some of that traditional 
real estate relationship stuff maybe out of this, but who knows? I have no clue where we'll be. In no, I mean, it, right. I mean, I don't, who knows? I, you know, all I know right now is that I know very little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I just deal with it as it comes, but uh, you're right. I mean, I, I have thought about this and in some of our communications to our, our clients, we, but you know, made that same point, which is in this enforced distance, we have realized a, certain kind of closeness. Um, and when people feel threatened and they feel anxious, they let down their guard a little bit. And it's actually a really good time to uh, uh, cherish and build relationships, whether they be business or personal. So I think you're onto something there. We've been having these, as you know, these cocktail <laughs> hours in the evening. and the difficulty of getting all these people together in the same city to go to a bar and have a drink, oh. nearly impossible. And now we can do it. <laughs> probably probably <laughs> shouldn't be. We could do it every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to develop some bad habits. No, you know, it's funny. Uh, you texted me that link and I, it's, it's like I dropped by your table at the bar <laughs> for five exactly. minutes. And yeah. uh, it, it's interesting. We've been doing video conferencing for what, 10, 12 years. Yeah. And, uh, like now it's, it's, it's all changed. It's all different. It's, um, it's odd how that works. Well, just in, a, in a way, I even think it's more intimate and funny because you're, the, you're in their living room, not in a bar where you have to show off and put <laughs> up and str strut around and look cool like everybody else. Okay, right. You know, and I think there's some other things, Brian, I, see if you agree with me, you know, this raging Inman advocacy for the digital transaction, who would have thought this is a forcing function and it's not threatening to realtors for the first time. It used to be threatening. Well, all that happens, I'm useless. Now the realtors are finding that that's necessary in automated closing, automated showings, virtual showings. Um, I mean, there's always lemonade in these things, but that one looks like, wow, that's going to happen. We don't have to worry about it anymore. We're going to worry about something else. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. And like I said, earlier, I think this in some ways is going to be an accelerant for some of these things, you know, whether it be virtual transactions or appraisals or tours or, you know, consolidation in the industry. I think this is going to shake a lot of things loose and move them forward. Hey, Brian, any last, your, your customers are business owners generally, right? And yeah, any, let's, let's break it down to three parts. Um, you know, how do we, as people kind of, what's your advice on these people just coping, you know, kind of spiritually, personally, emotionally? Um, well, all I know is what works for me. And, um, you know, I, I, I took a day to have a bit of a freak out and, um, you know, that's fine. We're all human beings. Um, but, there's just what needs to be done. You do what needs to be done. Uh, we need to make sure that our businesses get through this. And, uh, you know, for me, I take lots of walks. Uh, I meditate and, uh, you know, maybe I'll have a, mar uh, maybe I'll have a martini at the end of the day. <laughs> so, you know, we all have our ways. Mm, there you go. Second business, managing your business in the current moment, like, day-to-day -day now and then let's lastly managing your business on the other side yeah 
So uh, I'll tell you what we're doing. Um, we are, um, believe it or not, we're still busy, but I am taking a lot of time thinking about what's after, what's on the other side, right? And um, making sure that when that day comes, whether it's, you know, Easter, as, as the president wants, or two months from now, that we are ready. Um, so I'm thinking about that day when we all filter back to work and things are, you know, up and running again. You know, it's easy to just get mired in the struggle right now, but I want to be ready when day one happens. Um, so that's what I'm focused on. And I, I you know, I, I think a lot of our clients are doing well. Brian, I think you nailed it there. Uh, our Inman CEO, Josh Albertson, talks about being in a good position to preserve your in infrastructure. And that means your people, your process, your systems, so that yeah. when you do come out the other end, you're in a you know pretty fierce position to take advantage of the opportunity. Well, and you got to think too, not just operationally, but about how are you positioned? What do you want to say, right? The world's going to be different on the other side of this. The real estate market is going to be different on the other side of this. How do you as, you know, whether you're an agent or a broker or running a startup or a mortgage company, what do you have to say to the marketplace in a world that is now different? Um, you, you can't just go back to what you were doing and saying, you know, prior to 30 days ago. Good stuff, Brian. Hey, always really great to chat with you. We have so many people in our community that want to hear from you and your partner, Mark, and Jessica and Joel and the whole gang. And so, um, you know, stay in the loop with us. And uh, if we can ever do anything to help you, uh, any last word? Uh, we'll get through this. Housing doesn't vanish. The industry will survive. People will make money. Um, the human cost is great, but uh, there will be uh, there will be another side. Perfect closure. Thank you, Brian Borrell. Thank you, Inman listeners. This is Brad Inman checking out.